Welcome to a special edition of The Overwhelmed Brain. Sometimes I have a chance to put these out there. Um, don't have much time nowadays, but I wanted to put this out there because I received this email that I think I'd like to answer. It's a timely one because it's someone that is dating during the COVID-19 virus pandemic that we're all going through. I've tried not to talk about the virus or COVID-19 on this show too much because everywhere I look and everything I listen to seems to talk about it. So I, I like to not uh, expose you. That's a terrible choice of words, but expose you to even more of it because you can get all the information you want everywhere else. So you can come here if you are tired of hearing about it. You know, I know it's important. We are, we're all going through it in some way, shape, or form. But um, it was an interesting, timely question that I'd like to answer that is going to have maybe a surprising answer for the person who wrote. And uh, let me just read you the email. It's about a relationship and dating through this pandemic. Yet it may not be about that at all. So let's see where we get this person wrote and said, I'm listening to your podcast and it has gotten me through a really tough year. Thank you for tackling these hard questions with honesty and by giving us a pathway to follow to healing. I have a question about a situation I'm currently in and it's about dating during uncertain times. I'm sure that you have received several questions regarding dating during the coronavirus. Uh, no, this is the first one. <laughs> I received a lot of questions, but nothing like this. So congratulations, you're the first one to ask. I met a guy online about a month before everything started going downhill and, uh, due to COVID-19. He is in this industry, and I'm not going to name the industry to kind of keep their anonymity here. And he has been very busy since we met, but he'll try and make some time once a week or every two weeks. He's also very bad with his phone and has admitted that to me. We are coming up on two months of talking, and I have only seen him about seven times in person. He's now in quarantine because... He was exposed to someone who tested positive during work last week. Ideally, he should have time to talk to me or video chat me, but it still takes him forever to respond. I'm trying to be understanding because I know that this is a really inconvenient time to start a relationship and to get to know someone. However, it has been difficult to make plans with him and communicate with him since we met. Uh, when we are together, it's a totally different situation. He's attentive, complimentary, and makes it very clear that he wants to continue seeing me. However, we have been forced to communicate mostly through text because of his work schedule and the distancing due to the virus. Do you have any insight on how to navigate the anxiety that comes along with this sort of situation? It has been crippling on some days, while others, I am able to accept it and just try and trust that what is meant to be will be. Appreciate any insight. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for writing this. And uh, I'm going to come right off the bat. You said something at first. You said, thank you for tackling these questions, these hard questions with honesty and by giving us a pathway to follow to healing. So I'm going to give you my honest first impression here. Before this virus started, he showed you how he communicates. So the virus really has nothing to do with how he communicates. I mean, he showed you his cards, you know, right up front. So we can actually take the virus out of the picture. That may not sound nice because we can use the virus as an excuse and say, well, you know, because of the virus and because he's in quarantine or because of the outbreak or because he's really busy or because whatever, it really has nothing to do with the virus. It really has to do with 
who he showed up as and who he continues to show up as, which didn't change regardless of the quarantine. So A, we need to look at this and say, this is how he shows up. This is how he communicates. This is something that's not going to change. So this is my honest opinion right now. This is maybe a hard truth that you need to hear. This won't change. This is who he is. This is how he communicates. So there's the first hard truth that I want to share with you. The second hard truth is when someone starts a relationship, do you know that feeling you get that you can't wait to talk to them, that you can't wait to reach out to them, that you just want to connect and feel that connection and hear their voice and see their face? You know that feeling you get? Like new relationships have this feeling and this uh, drive and this compulsion to just want to be with them and feel them and touch them and hold them and talk to them, at least if you're any distance away from them. So this feeling that you get, it exists in people that want to be in the relationship. That doesn't sound too appealing when I say that because what I'm seeing in this email is you're saying that he hardly ever reaches out to you or replies to you. This is a red flag, I'm sorry to say, and I could be wrong about this, but I'm getting the gist that this is a red flag, or at minimum, an orange flag. Because someone who wants to be with you and wants to connect with you is going to do everything they can to reach out to you, even if that means they worked 20 hours that day They just want to hear your voice right before they collapse and go to sleep. That's how new relationships typically go. I'm not saying that that it's that way for everyone all the time and that there aren't some people that just don't want to communicate for a week and then talk to you again. But again, this is an orange flag, maybe a red one, but you have to be really careful here because if you're not getting the reciprocation of wanting to connect, then you're not on the same wavelength as him. You're not in the same space. That might be hard to hear too. That's just not something I see here. You're not in that same space. He may see this as more casual. That's another hard thing that you may have to accept. And I'm only telling you this not to disappoint you or make your anxiety worse, but to Maybe have an acceptance that what seemed to be developing really isn't going to go anywhere. Because he showed you how he shows up from day one, it sounds like. Or maybe in the very beginning, it was all lovey-dovey and connected. Like you said, when you're together, it's all great. But when you're apart, where's his drive? Where's his compulsion? Where's his motivation to talk to you? If it's not there now, don't expect it to be there later. It'll be great when you're physically in touch with each other and connected to each other. But when it's not there, then what else is going on in his life? What else? I'm not trying to imply anything. I'm just saying he may see this as more casual. He may say all the right words. He may make you feel good, but I'm seeing some breadcrumbing going on. If you don't know that term, tune into Love and Abuse, my other podcast, loveandabuse.com. Look for the episode on breadcrumbing. Breadcrumbing is like, I'm going to feed you a little bit, keep you interested, and then keep you in my life, but only on my terms and only when I need you. 
So there's a lot in between the lines of what I just said there, but I want you to be aware of this phenomenon that can happen that some people, this is how they live their lives. This is how they date. This is who they are. And they could be the nicest person on the earth, yet they cannot create the intimate relationships that we want. So we have to be, I'm asking you to be really careful about diving into this head first, being completely smitten in love and totally attached and connected because you're already having anxiety about it. This doesn't improve in time with this type of relationship or this type of person. This doesn't get better. It turns into an obsession. It turns into a continuous waiting and hoping game. I need you to get out of that waiting and hoping game. I need you to state your intentions to him clearly and ask for his intentions. State your intentions that you want to hear from him daily or at least every other day. You want to hear from him before he goes to sleep at night and you want a video chat. Again, I have some suspicions about this guy that I don't think he's going to be the right person for you because of how he's showing up now. I have my suspicions, but I don't want to put those on you. I'm just sharing with you what you expect from me, my honesty, my perception, my opinions. So what I'm telling you is if I were in your shoes, this is what I would do. I would call him up and say, hey, look, you know, you disappear for days at a time. I have no idea where you are and it doesn't seem you really care. It doesn't seem like you care enough to reach out to me at least once a day send me a text, send me a picture of yourself, at least every now and then, not days on end, at least send me something every now and then to show that you're thinking of me. Because if I don't get that, I'm going to assume that you're really not thinking of me. And he may say, you know I'm busy, you know I have so much to do. And if he starts with that BS line, I'm going to call it out, BS, then I would say that all he's doing is leading you on and breadcrumbing you. Because if you state your intentions in the sense where you tell him, I'm into you, I really want this relationship, but it doesn't look like you do. I expect you to want to talk to me. I expect you to do anything you can because when somebody wants a relationship, they want to connect with the other person. They want to talk to the other person. They want to keep in touch, but you don't. It's clear to me that you don't. So, Tell me what's on your mind. What is your intention? And see what he says. Maybe he says, well, you know, I'm just taking it day by day, which would be honest. That would be great. But it doesn't sound like he's even being honest with you. It just sounds like he's stringing you along. He's breadcrumbing. He's keeping you as part of his life, but only in the way he needs you. And that, again, worries me because he's going to pull at your heart you're going to feel it. You're going to feel anxious and you're not going to know what to do because now you're always waiting for him to make the next move. That is the worst place to be. And I don't want you to be there. And I know you probably have some good, really strong feelings for this person, but I'm going to repeat how he's showing up now, virus or no virus, is going to be how he continues to show up. And this is something that you have to decide if you want in your life. Do you want someone that shows up like this or the opposite of showing up who doesn't show up like this? 
You have to be really clear about what you want because I bet you if you wrote down everything you would like in a relationship, your partner being absent is probably not on that list. Your partner wanting to talk with you and connect with you is probably on that list. If what's on the list is not being met, then you're not in the relationship that is really the best for you. It's not a healthy relationship. It's not healthy for you. He might love it. He might love the setup. He might enjoy talking with you once a week. Maybe it makes his week. I don't know. But if you require more and he doesn't, you're not going to meet in the middle. It's just not going to happen. So this is a serious suggestion to consider what you want in your life and to see it, see the relationship for what it is now, regardless of the virus, regardless of what's going on in the world, knowing that this is the way it will be. And you might say, well, Paul, you know, he's, he doesn't always do this. He only does this sometimes. And you have to be the, the judge of this because I don't know the entirety of your relationship, but I do know that what you just told me has a big red flag waving and it needs to be addressed. You need to get some closure here. And that closure could be in that, in the form of that phone call or whatever that you do with him, where you tell him, look, this is how I feel. This is what I want. I want us to get closer. I want us to be in a a more intimate relationship. I want us to be like more connected. Can you do that? And if he says, absolutely, yes, I will do that more. I will try more. Then my suggestion is to give him one chance. That's it. One chance. Okay, great. You want to connect more and you want to be more intimate. This is great. I'm looking forward to that. You know, you trust that what he said is true. And if he shows up and everything is great and he does that for three days and then he disappears for a week, he lost his chance. I know it's harsh. It's not fun. It hurts. I know it. But if he really, really wants this relationship and you say, sorry, you had your chance. I can't do this anymore. If you do that and he is serious about the relationship, that will either motivate him to get serious. And if he is serious, he will be serious from that point on. You'll know it. You'll feel it. You'll be able to tell that, oh, this guy really is serious. He was just going through a phase or whatever. And maybe that will be the start of something great. Or let's just say that he doesn't pull through and then you break up or whatever. And then he realizes his mistake and he calls you back and then he treats you the best, the way you want to be treated for the next two weeks. Cause this happens often. And I'm sorry to say this, but he comes back into the relationship. He says, you know what? I really messed up. I really should have you know, paid more attention. And I'm so sorry. I'm willing to give this a shot. If you are, and you're like, great, this is what I want too. And he calls you every day. He's keeping in touch. And then two or three weeks go by and then he starts disappearing again. That is his second one chance. And that should be your final offer. Because after that second time where he disappears again, he's settling back into who he is and how he'll be. If you give him any more chances beyond that, I'm sorry to say that you will be burned again. You will be burned again. When someone shows up like that the first time and you say, look, this is what I want. This is what I want a relationship. What do you want? And they say, okay, this is what I want too. 
and then they kind of show up in a better way, but then they disappear again, or they're doing the behavior that's unacceptable to you or you don't like, which at that point you make them accountable and say, look, you had your chance. See you later. And then they show up again and they're even better and they're nicer, but then they disappear again. Don't fall for that cycle. What that second first chance It's a weird way to put it, but that second time they do it, there's no more chances after that because your heart is more important. You need to love yourself. Know that you are worthy. Know that you are a lovable, worthy, significant person so that you don't fall under someone else's charm or nice personality, good looks. You don't fall for any of that because they have to show you that they care about you by doing the things that you appreciate, that you respect, that you define as a loving, caring, supportive relationship. If they're not meeting that criteria, you need to define the criteria that works for you. And if they can't meet it, they're not worthy of your love. This isn't the direction you wanted me to take. I know, and I'm sorry, because your question is, do you have any insight on how to navigate the anxiety that comes along with this sort of situation? My only insight is that when you are in a relationship like this and someone's not showing up in a way that someone who really wants a relationship is going to show up, then you are making yourself anxious, waiting for them to show up that way. And that anxiety never ends until you make it clear what you want and they either meet that criteria or they don't and you find yourself having to end the relationship, giving you some closure. There's pain. There might be grieving because of what you thought it was going to be, but at least you could move on because that anxiety sticks around and I don't expect it to go away with this person Again, my suspicion, my observation, I could be completely wrong. I hope I am. I hope you write to me next week and say, you know what? I did all that and boy, he has changed. I mean, he has just been so attentive. Now, I wouldn't write to me in a week and say that. I would wait a few weeks because if he continues to show up that way and he's taking it seriously, then you might have something. But I don't like what I'm reading in this email and I just want you to be careful with your heart. You are the caretaker of your heart. I know you want him to be, but you are the number one caretaker of that heart and you need to take care of it very carefully with someone who doesn't show up all the time because you're not sure of where this relationship's going and what's happening, which means you have to take care of your heart. If someone leaves your heart on the curb because they disappeared for a few days, you need to take it back. That doesn't mean you can never give it to him again. I'm just saying you need to take it back protect yourself a little bit, keep some emotional armor on while you go through this thing, whatever this thing is with him, so that when you finally find out how he's going to show up, you might be able to remove that armor and show up for him as he shows up for you in a loving, caring, connected relationship. And you both want to see each other and you both want to talk to each other and maybe it'll turn out great. And let me repeat what I already said, but from a first person perspective, When I start relationships, every day I want to talk to that person. I want to connect with them. I want to find out how they are. I want to learn more about them. I want to call and find out how much they are thinking about me. You know, I have have this huge inclination to want to know how they are. 
I have this intimacy growing inside of me and this bonding growing inside of me. And I think most of us do. You probably feel this way too. This is where the anxiety is coming from, is that you have this growing need to want to connect and want to be together. And if it's not being met, you know, if it's not being met in my life, where I start a relationship and it's not coming back at me, it hurts. It's painful. And I have to come to an acceptance that what they feel for me is not what I feel for them. Even if they say, no, I love you. I want to be with you. If that ever happened in my life, I would need to tell myself they need to prove it. They need to prove it. They, they might need to move a mountain to show me that they actually care about being with me. Actions speak. Words don't. Yes, words speak, but words aren't convincing enough. Words like, I love you so much and I'll talk to you in a week aren't convincing to me unless they're on the space station or in the middle of a place that has no cell phone reception. Nowadays, it's so easy to stay in touch with everyone that it's very hard to say, I love you so much. I'll talk to you in a week or two, unless you've had a relationship that has already been developed and you're comfortable with that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about new relationships. New relationships have that magnetism that you just want to connect, that you just want to be in each other's presence in some way. Again, this doesn't work for everyone. Some people need a few days and that's fine too. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the way you're showing up and what you want from the relationship isn't necessarily being reciprocated. And you have to be careful with someone like that. Not that maybe he's not a bad person at all, but he's not showing up in a way that meets your relationship criteria, which keeps you on edge. And you have to be very careful if they're not meeting all your relationship criteria, especially the criteria that keeps you on edge, you may not be in the right relationship. So none of this is very comforting to hear. I know. But this is why it's so important to be very clear what you want in a relationship and don't just pick and choose the parts of the relationship that are great and assume that that's enough because it's not. There are some parts of a relationship that can be great, but if the other parts of the relationship are giving you anxiety, it's not working. It's not working out. So I don't want this to get you down. I don't want you to be unhappy about this, but you know, if this is meant to end, then I also want to prepare you. And you know, I have a feeling that maybe in between the lines of what you said to me, there is some sort of question in your mind about validating what you suspect to be true. If I'm wrong about that, I'm sorry, but I kind of read in your message here that maybe you're reaching out for some sort of validation either way. And I, I hope what I have said today helps, at least in a way that helps you reach clarity. Clarity leads to closure. Closure doesn't always come fast. It isn't always easy. It's sometimes painful. But um, like I said, just be honest with him. Tell him what, you're, what you want, what you expect in a relationship. And then you have to wait a little bit and you have to protect your heart a little bit because he may show up that way for the first week or two and then he disappears again. And I don't want you to be crushed if that happens. I hope it doesn't, but I wanted to at least give you that perspective and what I am inclined to believe is happening here. So let me just end this by saying in general, dating during a pandemic is probably not wise. I mean, I don't really have a, a solid opinion on this. 
I mean, I don't think it's a problem to do long distance dating, but I still believe there has to be that uh, wanting to connect all the time, or at least sometimes. Again, I'm not talking about everyone. Not everyone is like this. I know that when I get into a relationship or, or I start connecting with someone online, if I'm interested, I want to connect. And if they are connecting with me as well, they're going to try to meet, reach out to me as much as possible too. Like I remember when I met my girlfriend online, we were a thousand miles apart and she reached out to me one day and I reached back out to her and we just started off as very friendly, very benign. And it was absolutely platonic at the time. And for a couple months, we talked every day, at least in one way or another, almost every day, almost every single day. And we weren't even trying to date. We were just chatting. You know, that was the point where, you know, I just gotten divorced and I thought I was ready for another relationship and I decided to try online dating. And then I got out of online dating and I told her, look, I don't want to date. I just, you know, I just want to heal. I need to go through some personal growth myself because I feel this need to have someone in my life. So maybe that's really causing me to reach out and be on the rebound. So I was honest with her and told her I didn't want to date. And she understood that and we decided to just be friends, but we still chatted almost every day. It was like, it was a comfortable feeling connecting with each other. It was a draw that we both felt, even though there was no romance in the beginning, it was still a draw. It was like a safe person to be vulnerable with. And we both wanted that. So there was a synchronization, I guess you could say, taking place. We were both synchronized to each other and we felt comfortable talking to each other and we just wanted to connect. And when you have someone like that, that is on the same wavelength as you, you're going to know it. You're going to feel it. You won't have anxiety. The beginning of a relationship should not be all about anxiety. It should not be in there. So I hope this helps. I hope this gives you some insight like you're looking for, some clarity like you're hoping for. And um, I know it's not good news. I don't, you know, I don't think this is good news, but at the same time, it's not bad news because at least it gives you a, a step to take. You know, if you haven't taken that step and wanted him to commit to some sort of next step or the way it's going to be from now on and what you want in your life, if you haven't gotten that from him yet, then that is your next step. That is what you need to do is get that clarity from him. And your final words about should I just accept what it is and just trust that it will, if it's meant to be, it'll be? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love if it's meant to be, it'll be. I, I use that philosophy myself sometimes. But when it comes to, hmm, I don't know what the other person's doing. I want to find out. I want to find out exactly what they want so that I can reach closure in myself. Because if they say, well, no, I would just like to communicate once or twice every other week. I would not be able to accept that as a relationship, regardless of how busy they were, because I need more connection. So ask yourself what you need. If he can meet what you need, then you're home free. But get clarity from him if that's possible. And if he tries to meet it and he does for a while, but then it stops again, then in my opinion, it's not going to work. I hope this helps. Thank you so much for writing and thanks for tuning into a special mini episode I appreciate you. You are amazing. Talk to you soon.